Oh wait, how's how's my audio to you? Like sound like height wise. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's good, like it's just it's where we need it. It's like you're a new man. Is it really though? Like can you like honestly? It there is a difference from your headset. It's it like a like is it better? I think it's better. It's it's hard to I'm I'm very I'm very new at audio quality and like trying to pay attention to it. It's different and it didn't get different in a bad way. <laughs> it's not an improvement. It's different, but not in a bad way. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, we're talking about Limbo, right? Yeah. Limbo. Yep. So we're talking about Limbo today. It came out in 2010 on Xbox Live Arcade, which was kind of a time period where a lot of games were being released on Xbox Live Arcade. It was kind of, I associate it with the big influx of indie games. You know, uh, there's Braid, there was Fez, Super Meat Boy. I, I watched, the, did you see the Netflix documentary about all that back in the day? I did not. Yeah, there was Limbo wasn't included in it, but yeah, there was a Netflix documentary talking about all these indie game developers and all the stuff that they were going through to get their games to come out. And even though Limbo wasn't part of that, I kind of associate it with the same thing. And I, I, I guess Xbox Live Arcade played a really big role in the upcoming for a lot of these games. And since then, it's been ported to every single console system known to man since then. You can literally play it probably on your LG refrigerator. It's on everything. Yeah. I what did you you played it on I played it on, on Steam on my PC. So I I'm a scumbag. I played it. I had it on PC and I was at work one day and it was very slow and I just looked on the app shop on my phone and it was like three or four dollars. That's awesome. So I just thought, well, I don't I don't I don't have my Steam Deck at work or anything like that. I think it'd be frowned upon to install Steam on a work computer. Yeah, they might have an issue with that. Yeah, they probably would. They probably would. But yeah, I played it on mobile, and I feel like it was fi- it was fine. It was it was uh, it it played well. The controls were fine. I don't know. I feel like it, it's one of those games again where it just translates well to mobile because it's not a very difficult platformer. It's not Aladdin. Yeah, it's not the the only intense part of it is the. I'd say the graphics, which by themselves are pretty tame, you know, but it's it's up, down, left, right, and interact, and that's it. So you can yeah. you can do that easily on pretty much any platform you want. Yeah, and I I feel like it it Super Meat Boy wouldn't translate well, but the, this game did. And speaking of graphics, I think that's one of the big pulls and the big charm of this game. It just it was heavy on the like the setting of the game was really I loved it. I don't know what did you think. Yeah, the uh, um, we we both can see each other's notes, and the first thing that comes to mind when I started playing this game was just uh, atmosphere. It is yeah. very atmospheric. If if you have the ability to, if you go and play this, or if you didn't, and you want to go back and play it this way, um, headphones. Get get your headset on, listen to it, block everything else out, and go through this game. It makes it so much 
more elevated instead of playing it in your living room where there's you know everybody walking and talking or if you have kids or something that are coming and interrupting you if you can if you can separate yourself out and really take in that audio it makes this game so much more I feel like you're attacking me right now <laughs> not intentionally man i intentionally. i it's kind of funny that you mentioned the sound because i i i'm sorry i played it probably in the worst environment to even experience the sound I, I remember I had the volume up. I didn't want to put headphones in and play a game at work. So I had the volume up a little bit, but there's other people at work. So I, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally I, understand. but I know there were some sound cues and stuff like that when things happened and you kind of get a little bit of a, you know, like a, the, the last, the very last puzzle challenge to get kind of towards the, you know, two minutes from the credits, uh, is is all sound. There, yeah. There's no visual cue for what you're supposed to do, and you have to listen to it. Right. Um, to the point where, okay, you've got that there's a sound cue, but it's also, it changes pitch, and you have to, like, time and wait for the sound to get to a certain level before you interact with the, the puzzle in, in that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't play the game on mute, but yeah, it mm -hmm. definitely helps. Like... I just I wasn't exactly in the game atmospherically. I didn't play the VR version of it. <laughs> and that concludes our podcast, guys. Yeah, Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Uh, so <laughs> it's a dark game, not just graphically, but it's it's got some themes in it that were pretty ridiculous. To be yes. honest, um, for those that haven't been able to play, I'd say uh, biggest content warning would be arachnophobia. It's not a huge part of the game. <laughs> what, what I mean by that, it's not, it's not for the entire game, but for the first 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, um, a, lot of, a lot of spider uh, visuals. One in particular. <laughs> I'm laughing because you, you like the, the concept of it being arachnophobia being the, the biggest like warning for fears or problems. There's a lot of dead kids in this game. Well, that's the reason I the reason I didn't put that one first is because I couldn't tell it. It they, a lot of it registered as children to me, right? Yeah, but it it might have just been they're just small people. Not yeah, not like I guess I interpreted everybody as kids, but I, I did too. Yeah, there were there. Were, I what's that I say to, about us? <laughs> I had to look at the uh, head to body ratio. And a lot of them did, like, your, the character you're going through, um, and, and side tangent for a brief second, like, the story-wise, none of the story to me that, that the designers say the story was come across in the gameplay, but you're playing as the small boy. And anybody that's got kids or seen goofy kids falling over because they're very top-heavy at a certain age, big head, small body, right? So yeah. a lot, a lot, not all of them, though, a lot of them had that same, like, ratio of of noggin to the rest um but there were a few that it seemed like they were just it, it was unclear yeah so. we got to contact the creator of the game and get his thoughts on that because i interpreted like every child and ever see i just said it i interpreted every one of them as some kind of kids that were like kind of lost in the in their setting mm -hmm. in in limbo I, I I don't know, but I guess maybe it could just be a, a simple art style choice that they had, but it's kids to me. It, and make, I it makes sense that it could be. Yeah, yeah. 
especially given just the the fact that it's a little boy as the main character. They're all about the same size as you, mm-hmm. so you know automatically. It could be a lot of vertically challenged adults. <laughs> I have so many... <laughs> looking at my notes now, it's kind of funny. I have... Uh, body hanging from a rope with a bear trap. <laughs> Kid impaled on a tree in the background. I've got a lot of notes that kind of just talk about that. I thought it added a lot to the game in a, in a weird sense. I liked... It just made it very much... It's not a scary game. It's not a spooky game, but it made it much darker in general, and I kind of liked that about it. I, I, I agree. I'm not a yeah. big horror person, and this didn't tick the horror box to me. Right. It was definitely dark, but yeah. not no. There's no jump scares. I, again, the only thing that would go into like an abrupt kind of scare would be the. I, I think the first moment you quote unquote meet the big spider because I was not expecting those big old legs to come around from this tree, and right. lo and behold, there there it is. Uh, but past that, it is not a traditional horror like trying to scare you game. Definitely gives you the sense of like an eerie, just creepy, um, creepy vibe. But yeah. I, I think that's like not as not as I wouldn't stamp you know horror directly on it. Survival horror. This is the sequel to Resident Evil Four that everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> I, I sent a picture in Discord. It's it correlates with my notes. I when you're climbing these trees and. The, it's obviously everything looks like it's going to kill you. But if you look in the background, there's like it to me, it looks like a kid that just fell on a tree stump and was impaled. You can kind of see this, the wood sticking up through him. Yeah. I, I mean, I found myself, I, I always try to look for little things like that in games because especially when games have time where you stop and you're kind of taking it in a little bit, I always kind of scan the background because the creator of the game obviously put work into the, even the backgrounds because it just pulls the atmosphere in. So I liked, I liked that. I don't know if I should say that, but no, was... I, I, to that, to the comment about everything's kind of there for a reason. It very much is. And this, yeah. uh, aside from it being a 2d side scrolling platform game, uh, it has puzzles and it's a puzzle game. I it like. is a puzzle it's game. A, yeah. yeah, heavy. Uh, a little bit of um, oh, what's the style they put to it? Uh, trial by death in some parts. You, right. you, there. You are going to encounter puzzles that there is no, no obvious solution, and you kind of have to go through it, do it incorrectly, die a couple times, yeah. and then and then move forward, uh, which is fine. A lot of a lot of games do that. I like but, that. I, I I don't know if you ever played Abe's. Abe's Odyssey, the Oddworld games, they kind of had like a similar, way more difficult feel to mm-hmm. it. I have not but played it. It was very reminiscent of that to me. The levels themselves, I I played through this, not fully a second time, but I did play a good portion of the game, probably about half of it, twice. I, I played it all okay. the way through by myself, and then I played again, um, trying to just refresh for some notes and things. And going back the second time, I noticed so much more in the setting and in the assets that they put on the levels 
that yeah. if if you are going to go through this game, don't just do a power run and try to get through it as quickly as possible. You got to sit. You got to go through and take a lot of the stuff in. Yeah, uh, stop and smell the dead bodies, so to speak. Right. Right. The for example, the the dead children. <laughs> not, <laughs> not not in this case. Sorry. For, for, no, no. for example, in your notes, you have the concept of those brain worms. Yeah. Uh, there's these little these little like ceiling dangling worms that are glowing real bright and all that. And the if you get close, they'll latch on to you and then they'll force you to walk in a certain direction. Right. And if you go into any sunlight, it starts to uh, get hurt and turn you the other way. And it's it's just like mindlessly making you go in a direction you can kind of slow your pace or walk, but you can't just straight turn around. It's fine. It was fine. It was a good a mechanic. Yeah. Playing through playing through a second time, about two or three minutes before you're going to encounter those as a game mechanic first, <laughs> you walk past a little body that yeah. has one still stuck in it, but it's stuck in the light, and the body is sensed withered away. That the the human body has died, but the worm couldn't escape. So it, it was kind of like frying in the sun. Oh, I didn't so, notice that. Yeah, it was like kind of giving you that foreshadowing of like, hey, you're about to face this very specific thing. And it even gave you how to how to really go through it, which is utilize the sunlight. Yeah, the sunlight, I know, played a big factor in it, but I didn't notice that at all. I do remember seeing the kid walking up with one and he's like drowned in the water. I yes. liked, I, I liked that was... it kind of shows you ahead mm -hmm. of time what's going to happen. It's It's basically there to kill you as everything is in the game. Right, that was the first instance, and I forgot about that. And then a second time, right after that one, uh, the, you go like a down a little slope or something, and there's another one that is no longer moving. So it was right. using kind of two instances to show you the two mechanics of the game. One, it's going to walk you into anything that's a hazard and you can't stop it, so the water. And then the second one was sunlight is how you deal with it. So yeah. it kind of showed you how to win without you yeah. getting there yet. There's also the scene where there's the little things are eating it. You see mm -hmm. one of them yep, like, yep. consuming it, and that kind of that shows you how to get it off your head, or at least lets you know that this is a thing, a mechanic mm -hmm. that's going to come into play. There was a lot of that in this game where they kind of show you a little bit ahead of time. Without, I love when a game teaches you how to play it or teaches you what a mechanic is without directly telling you, because that's that's how I don't know. Nobody in life told me. Like, hey, this is what it's going to be. This is how you need to do it. This is it. Like, you kind of just figure a lot of these things out as you go, and that's what helps you be more immersed in a game. And this game is all about immersion. Aside from that, the uh, the puzzles throughout the game, some are you just have to die and figure it out and then do it again. They're not necessarily challenging past the just dying to learn. Yeah. Um, but there were some that if there wasn't a direct dying component it's kind of going through and thinking about them logically like our real world logic it kind of to me made sense if you kind of just say if you're yeah. stuck you can kind of go at it slowly and just yeah. really break down what's happening and i was able to figure out some stuff the very first one is that i could think of is the your last interaction with the spider uh through <laughs> through the first part of the game 
each time the spider kind of tries to get to you, you solve the puzzle to get past it, and then the spider gets injured and loses a limb or sometimes a few limbs. And by the end of it, oh, he's yeah. got he's got one left, and he's slowly trying to get to you with this one leg, uh, and he gets thing. he gets stuck. So he yeah. tries to spear you with it. He gets stuck. He can't move it, and then it's presumed he dies. So cool, you're done with that interaction, and you try to go, but you need something to like jump up on onto a ledge but you're not tall enough so you need to get the body of the spider but okay how do you move it so you actually have to grab the leg because the leg is stuck in place kind of causing like a wedge yeah but if you remove the leg it's just not nothing is there's no tool tips and there's no ui saying hey press this to do this right you kind of just have to figure it out and there were a Necessity couple of them. is the mother of invention <laughs> Yeah, just kind of going through uh, slowly and thinking logically, uh, you're able to find out the solution to some of these. Yeah, the the later on you encounter there's you see the spider with it's a fake spider. It's made yep. out of like yep. knives or something, and it, it you you get a little bit more forward and you see it's just a person doing it. Mm -hmm. It's weird. That was the first like what's going on here kind of thing. You know, are these like lost boys what what like what is what's the deal here <laughs> and I, at first when i saw the spider with the fake spider i thought it's just this nightmarish i thought the spider was going to be a never-ending monster and it's somehow found a way to adapt to you snapping its feet its legs off mm -hmm. yeah i definitely thought it was another instance of a living spider something trying to get you and then you take a minute, it doesn't progress, and then you start noticing that its joints have hinges, and it's moving in a very rhythmic way rather than yeah. a uh, a living way, right? Yeah, the spider was very much attempting to kill you, whereas this thing was just kind of there. Mm -hmm. But when you see it, when you first initially see it, you kind of have this like, oh, it's a spider again. You know, they kind of it's right. a, it's a jump scare. <laughs> So that's about enough of with the spider. Yep. The spider it's, dies. <laughs> it's it's a big it's a big part of the first game and a, a lot of people are going to play this game and maybe for me especially yeah. I've started a lot of games that have a puzzle component and if I can't get too too far I end up putting it down. Right. And and not going back. So I could definitely see somebody getting frustrated with this and that's the, that's the big portion of the game that they get to encounter is this is the spider portion which is a good i'd say in total maybe an hour uh, of interaction with this thing that's so i liked i like the spider as a general enemy the little kit the other people that were kind of an enemy were to me a little creepier than a spider as a monster just because it's it's other people trying to kill you the spider's doing it just because it's trying to survive that's what mm -hmm. a generally that's what a spider's doing but when you start being attacked by what I assume are other kids, that is a lot creepier to me than adults trying to kill you. And they're like, all the stuff that they're trying to do to get you killed. And they're all, it seems like they're all trying to just survive or experience it. I feel like that added, continued kind of adding to the atmosphere, atmosphere of it a lot. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just moves on and, and all that goes away. One one thing I did like, they didn't linger too long 
on one uh, level, biome, whatever you want to call it, the whole game progressed pretty well and pretty seamlessly to different types of settings. So what you are, you start out in the woods, you wake up, hey, there's this, this big spider, you get through that, and it slowly turns into introducing other uh, humanoid characters, yeah. uh, trying to kill you with traps and darts and rocks. Then you start going into more of a crumbling city. Right, with the hotel signs and with stuff. With the hotel, with yeah, with, with more yeah. of a uh, industrial thing. Um, and then moving from the city, you go into like the underbelly with a lot of big piping and construction areas and, and uh, large industrial type platforms. Yeah, um, and and all through that because we used to, where you start and where you end the game, you the very natural, foresty, outdoorsy, and then you get into a complete one eighty of like industrial construction equipment, concrete, metal, uh, plumbing, big piping, and stuff like that. Big gears that are moving through uh, that become your platforms. And as it did that, the transition through the game was unbelievably seamless. It wasn't; there were no yeah. loading screens. Uh, it, it was it was so seamless to where the only quote unquote loading that you did was if you died, you went back a little bit and started over. Right. But as you went from your forest, <clears throat> as you went from your forest to the Lost Boys, we can call them, from the Lost Boys to the city, it was very incremental. Right, and it did a really good job of making it not seem like you could seriously play this game from start to finish, four or five hours, and unless you really think about it, you it's hard to notice that you like hard loaded into another level type. Yeah, I didn't really think about that, but that that is a pretty good point. How the game really was just one gigantic level. It, mm -hmm. It'd be cool to see the whole game expanded. Just zoom it out and see just. The start to oh, that would be interesting. The, you know, do you go up in some areas and then go down in others, and then you kind of because I know there's a little bit of vertical platforming, but that would be cool because I'm a big fan of strategy guides and all that crazy cool stuff. And I remember, you know, some of the guides would just show you the front to back, left to right of platforming, so you could kind of get a heads up of what was coming. It was probably very limited use, but it would just be cool to see. I did like that there were big portions of the game, not big portions, there were portions of the game that if you weren't supposed to backtrack, it would put a barrier saying, okay, basically the game's way of saying you cannot go back any further from this point. Kind of right. like a checkpoint, like a soft checkpoint. But again, no loading screens, all that is just saying, hey, yeah. we've blocked you out from this section. But... Do you have an example of that? Um, let's see here. After the boys, there was a... There was like a mining cart that you had to get through. You use the mining cart to get past something. Yeah. And it kind of took you on this, this, I think it was the, the, this specific example is kind of far in the game, but you get on this mining cart and you start going down this track. And once you get to the end of that, you can't, it, you, you know, you're, you're going from top to bottom. So gravity's yep. taking you down. You, there's no way you can get back. Yeah. Right. So there's no way to do that. Uh, but there were some earlier puzzles where you would have you would go forward, get through a puzzle, encounter some hazard. Say 
there were some lost boys that were chasing you, you'd have to backtrack a little bit using right. those traps that you bypassed. Yeah, that was cool. I like you know, that. So it, it definitely very, played, uh, it screwed up. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> played into like don't don't once you once you scroll past this one spot, you can't fully write that off as yeah. you'll never visit it again. I think the longest I backtracked, I think I was what it was it was one of the later uh worms that got me and i think i walked forward for oh yeah maybe two or three minutes you know in game time that's a lot it's a long time you're covering all the ground until you finally get to the spot where you can release yourself from this trap but it took you so far out of your way you have to backtrack all the way which now you have to learn the remember the level kind of in reverse and reverse engineer some of these platforms right to get back to where you were supposed to be to then do a different set of puzzles to progress on in the in the correct direction so you can't fully discount or excuse me you can't fully write off what you've encountered until you get to one of those hard stops one thing that that prevents you from going backwards uh so yeah that i i really liked i I really liked how they progressed the the game on in that that seamless manner i liked you you did mention a little bit uh, just a minute ago about the 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 boys trying to kill you and you have to run back through the Mm -hmm. traps that's that's messed up (laughs) because then (laughs) now you're you're killing humans but i i really like i know you died on that second trap Oh yeah. If you didn't die on the first one, if either way, it gets you. I love that because just to kind of set it up here, there's a platform you have to jump onto to survive. And then the same trap is in front of you again, but you have to avoid the same platform. It looks almost identical. And I feel like you like almost anybody playing this game probably died because they probably either avoided the platform or jumped on it. Either way, you're going to die. And I just I like that because it, it, the concept of you're in limbo it kind of reminds me of the final destination movies and stuff where like you you're meant to die either way you don't really have a choice mm-hmm. and it's everything is trying to kill you and it's just funny to me because it the game tricks you yeah <laughs> I don't know it was good it was good writing without having a story in front of you I like that yeah the the average playtime for this is that 4 to 5 hours but I think it's because it's that trial by death mechanic yeah uh, overarching mechanic i watched uh, a piece of a playthrough where this uh somebody on youtube i can't remember their name went through the whole video from start to finish because i'm sure they've played it a couple times was maybe an hour so if you if you know all the things yes you can get through it pretty well yeah uh, but a lot of that a lot of that playtime is from having to redo it and learn those traps as you go it's weird to me i guess i I don't know. I didn't. I felt like I only played it for a pretty short amount of time. Like I thought it was like a little over an hour, but I don't think there's a way to check like there is on Steam when I played it mobily. Yeah. But it would be interesting to know because it it didn't feel like a long game to me. Some games at three hours still feel like a drag, but I think that speaks to how the game kind of just seamlessly goes through and everything. Like mm-hmm. you said, it didn't really feel like a chore. It might it might have been five hours on my or four or five hours on my game play on my initial playthrough because right. there were a few spots that I really sat there for a while trying to figure stuff out, and it was yeah. 
<laughs> it was a little frustrating. Is there so. anything, is there a specific puzzle that happened that you feel like really hung you up for a long time? Because I, I know it did for me. There are two, two specifically. Uh, there's one where there's this giant, I think it was a mosquito. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you kind of, you're, you're going up and up and up and then you kind of fall into this little pit. And there's yep. a mosquito that's like eating a body or something. I don't know. It's it's eating something, and hopefully a body. Yeah. Basically, you you keep walking up to it, and if you get too close, how I perceived it, if you get too close, it gets spooked and then flies away. Yeah. But what I didn't notice is if you move up slowly, it 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 doesn't notice you while it's consuming whatever it's consuming. Right. I think it's and like you have to you move have to up quiet. And yeah, you have to move up in tiny increments, and you can get very very close to this thing and then you can jump on him and he flies you to the next section yeah i thought that thing was gonna kill you for sure (laughs) i actually kind of messed around like wanting to see if it could kill you Mm -hmm. but i couldn't get it to kill me same I, i i thought oh if i can get it to kill me then i can maybe get back to a previous spot and go at it fresh because i thought i missed something right falling into that section uh, but nope, it was just very subtle of it moving its head, it letting its guard down, and then yeah. once it hears your sound, it goes on alert, and then you have to wait for it to relax again. And it was very, which makes sense if you had to kind of take that logic in. You you have to come up and not speak spook the beast, as it were, right? Was so there, what was the other puzzle? I feel I, I'm wondering if we one, had the same one. That's why the I'm other asking. one was was me not realizing that there was okay. something you could interact with in the foreground. Oh, okay. It, it well and and I and I use foreground loosely. It was like, you know, your your player is the most forward asset and just behind that are things that you can kind of interact with mo- most of the time. Yeah. Um that worm that gets you when you're I think on after the hotel, so it's kind of far and you, you you walk down that, you know, two or three minutes and then have to backtrack. There's this little elevator that takes you, like, you know, five feet, like, just out of jumping distance. Yeah. I didn't know that you could click the button to make the elevator rise up. That's all it was. Okay. So I'm going there looking for all these things, looking for things to interact with. I couldn't find it. That was one of the only things I had to look up. I feel like and... it stood that. I remember that part. And I feel like it kind of stood out to me because it was, it was like, slightly different looking it looked a little out of and, place and it made that yeah after 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 seeing it i was i kind of like you know face palmed I'm like how did i not notice that so i think that was me just maybe not paying attention or think trying to hyper focus on the wrong thing right but but i missed it and you know it's what it is i got kind of hung up on there was a puzzle where you have to climb a rope and as you climb it there's gears below you and they spin or, or raise. I, I interpret it as gears, but you have to like climb the rope, and the rope keeps getting longer. Yes. And then you have to run really quickly, go down the ladder, and then run and grab the rope again, and yes. from the bottom of it. That got me bad because I couldn't figure out really that that was how you had to do it. I thought you like I was just constantly. I maybe slow. Maybe maybe that was the one time where the controls on on mobile weren't really that great. They weren't was, much better on the on the on okay. the Steam version. I mean, it's, the the thing that yeah. did me in is if you ignore the ladder on the second uh, when if you ignore the ladder trying to jump down, you right. have enough time. But if you okay. use the ladder, you don't. Yeah, and it's very very 
it, it was really close, but man, that kid that climbs ladders like a maniac <laughs> too. I, I can still picture just the way he does that. And and right after that puzzle specifically, after those two weights go after you get past it and those weights go down, that's yeah. one of those other soft checkpoints where mm-hmm. you can't backtrack anymore. So that was one of those barriers of yeah. hey, the game is telling you you cannot go you cannot backtrack here anymore. You have to go forward and forward only from this point. There was also like a, I remember a big thing with water where you couldn't backtrack because you basically flooded everything behind you. Yes. Yeah. That that, that was oof. that was another one. Yeah. Yep. That was that was kind of I guess a tougher segment too, if you want to call it a challenge. It definitely was. That one had a lot of going back and forth, going yeah. up the level, going down the level. Yeah, it was it was very you had to be very aware of other portions of the mm-hmm. level that you've been yeah. bypassing. It was cool <laughs> because there's one spot where you finish you basically you fill up the basin of water and you get to the top and you'd think in most circumstances you're like you're safe, you're free, you've you completed that puzzle. But then the next area in front of you starts filling up and you don't really get yep. that time to stop and think about what you're going to do next. You just have to start going. I liked that. That was cool. I did. And kind of talking about us progressing, you know, it, the the challenges are getting harder. One of the earlier comments we said, the the atmosphere of this game is such a big part of your play experience. The soundtrack as you go along, it's getting more intense as well. So they're yeah. getting harder. The soundtrack, the music is, is speeding up pace it's getting more dramatic yeah. and there were a couple times i you know i i would pause it for whatever reason and kind of like pull myself from that immersion and realize that like my hands are very sweaty and my my chest is like well, playing is it on a, a little bit. device yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the yeah. hot screen the phone's heating up <laughs> oh man that was it was getting slippery i'll tell you that <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) So, yeah, when you're going through it and you're kind of progressing through the game, uh, you kind of... Everything... I felt like everything gets bigger. There's the one spot where you see the hotel sign and the letters are, like, three times the size of you, and then you come up to another hotel sign later, if I Mm -hmm. remember. And, And the letters, everything's even bigger. And then eventually, the puzzle is Gears, a big part of the puzzle is just these gigantic gears. It just yes. feels like everything gets humongous and, and the whole world just kind of gets bigger and like goes along with the intensity of it. Everything just gets more ridiculous. And I feel like it's, I, I interpret it as the reality kind of being torn apart sort of thing. You know, it's just getting more, it gets more ridiculous yeah definitely gets gets more ridiculous some people might say it gets more ridiculous you know either the world's getting bigger or your player's getting smaller could you know there's no way inside of the same coin that can't possibly be true (laughs) well if you think about it maybe you were always small because i i'm seeing these tree stumps but maybe they were sticks that spider maybe he was just a regular spider it's your average orb weaver Maybe, maybe. It's just your average tropical orb weaver. I think that's a good segue into the story. Of, and for me, I have to put story in, like, quotation marks. Gotta talk about it, yeah. 
for me, the story through the gameplay, looking nothing up on like the wiki or reading the Steam description and all that, past like, oh, you're playing as this little boy right. on a search for his sister. Yeah, now, unsure you, of the fate of his sister. You, right. You take you take that, that out yeah. when you start playing. There, there's there's no dialogue. There's no right. text across the screen. You don't there's, there's you don't have uh, the little. <laughs> The stupid thing from Zelda that's like, <laughs> hey, listen, 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 every two seconds, <laughs> ripping your ear off the side of your head, telling you how to so play the game. There's none of that, right? No. Now, now, all this little bit, I, I did not like whatever you want to consider the quote unquote story is for this game. The oh. game itself, as a platformer, I liked. Yeah, the, I like the game. It was an amazing game to play through. Yeah, but I don't think there was a story. They can, you know, reading the wikis and all that stuff. They say that there was this this you're this boy. This story is, is on the front of the, the the. If you go to the Apple Store, uncertain of his sister's fate, a boy enters limbo. What more do you need to know, Alec? You're right, I, and and that uh, until about half the game, this sister figure never makes an appearance yeah you see her briefly and she, you, you, you see her briefly and then and you're gone. yeah you get pulled away from that yeah. um but no my my but my main comment is playing through it i didn't see a story yeah you know you're you're just you're in this place trying to survive and make it through to who knows what right now not again they the designers say that there, there, there was a story. You are this nameless boy in this uh, uh, Latin for lim you're in limbo, mm -hmm. on the edge of hell. Apparently, however you want to take that, uh, they came up with the name uh, from the Latin word for edge, which is limbus, is where where they got that. And are, I just want everybody to know you're learning a new language today. There you go. This is Latin 101. <laughs> so this is how you learn Latin. <laughs> and and I so you 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 get about halfway through you get a brief glimpse of this female figure, mm. you know there's there's light dancing across and all this stuff and and you you see her briefly and try to get close, and then like the floor falls out or something and you get pulled away yeah and have to make it through another couple puzzles and you get to where you would approximate you were when you saw her and the low levels completely changed that they're no longer there and then you just continue that and that took me a good maybe hour hour and a half to, maybe probably closer to an hour and a half two hours to get to that point yeah and it was it was the briefest you know 10 seconds of stuff so that was it's a little glimmer of hope before it's yeah ripped away from you so and then smash cut to the end you beat your final uh your final puzzle and you walk up again out over like 10 15 seconds you walk up there's that figure again and credits roll and that that's the whole that's the whole thing so yeah. there it was very loose in my eyes to have an actual story again the gameplay was amazing the story to me was non-existent okay well like the so story is the adventure to me i that's how i felt it's the whole Everything you're doing, it's just the whole progression of it was the... I don't know. To me, I don't think you blatantly need like a big story in front of you when the game is all about the atmosphere and everything, to me. Mm -hmm. But 
I I'm gonna disagree heavy with you. <laughs> and that's I, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're you, friends you can, here. You, you could be wrong. It's fine. I want to know what what everybody else thinks. So if anybody's listening to this and they want to write in and kind of comment about it, I am interested to see what everybody else thought about the ending of the game because that's kind of very much open for interpretation. The creator of the game never even said what like what the story or the you know any of that is. So I thought it had a, a decent ending. Alec didn't think it had an ending at all. <laughs> it had an ending. The credits rolled at some Yeah, point. the game ended at some point. I, I, it was I, your it favorite was, part, right? You know, it it just if if you're gonna if you're gonna put in the in the store page and the description of the game that there is a plot. I mean, you you can you know there oh, are games so you can small. just say there's no plot, but yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna wow. put it towards it, I guess put a little more in something. It, it, and 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 I'd say this: if say if you beat that last puzzle, you walk up and. I don't know, just for the briefest moment, right before credits roll, maybe the, the figure turns and says thank you, or... Your princess is or, in another castle. Or, <laughs> uh, that's it, I'm, I'm sorry. Get out of here. I'm out. Uh, you know, just, just give it just a little bit more substance, okay. maybe just like, thank you, and then it Thanks. fades to black, hey. or, or just whatever it is, right? <laughs> she just turns and says, you're dead. The whole time. What did you, what was your interpretation of the ending? We got to talk about that because that's I, what this I guess, is. Did I you have I your own own interpretation? I guess I don't really have one. I, I okay. I just think about it. it. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I and I'm only coming to the story conclusions after playing. I went and kind of did a little research. Yeah, you know, the, the research on the game, and this was a big source of polarization on some critics that that had sorry my phone is going crazy this is a big source of polarization with critics that reviewed this game some thought it was fantastic some said there's no point uh there's no you can't say there's a story because there wasn't one oh, and it was man. a it was it was a big division on on the groups that were reviewing this game back in 2010 so right I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, no, and, I, you know. yeah, I agree. I do agree with, I get what you're saying. I agree. I have in my notes that it's kind of implied that the boy's looking for his sister. So when I read, you know, he's uncertain of his sister's fate, a boy enters limbo. And I thought that means the sister might be dead. And the boy is kind of going into the unknown abyss, whatever, to try to find her and bring her back. But I guess that maybe is not the way that the game is really going. It's, it seems like every like they're both dead. So, and the, I'll, I'll give you a little that I did read some of the theory things on it, and and other yes, people's interpretations. It, it, it definitely seems like yeah, they, they, there was an intention to have yeah that underlying story in there. Um, I just I don't think it was portrayed in the gameplay. But that's Very no, well. yeah, no. But that's like that's. Uh, we'll see if we ever play any of the other games by this company or anything, because mm -hmm. I feel like they're all going to kind of have that mysterious storyline. But right, that's kind of I think what they were intending is that it's it. They wanted it to be very open, and you know, kind of be up to the interpretation of the player. And I think that that if you think about it, if you really want to be introspective, 
that might kind of look at your own outlook a little bit on things and and then you can kind of determine I, I i sent in discord there's two pictures they are this is the last screenshot of of the game it's the boy looking at his sister right mm -hmm. and then the title screen after you beat the game is the same area it's just zoomed out a little bit more i don't know if you in, if you notice that I did not notice that. So, yeah, it looks like... So this is... Uh, I'll give a little bit of... I did read somebody said that it's kind of implied that the boy and the girl fell out of a treehouse that they were playing in. And if you look at the zoomed out thing, mm -hmm. that it looks like there could easily be a treehouse up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it doesn't pick up in this picture at all, but right where the boy and the girl are standing on the title screen, there's flies buzzing in the area where the boy is and where the girl is on the title screen. So that, oh, wow. I guess the interpretation of that would be that they both fell, they both definitely died, mm -hmm. and he maybe died slower or was trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. and then, you know, there's no way to escape death, probably. And the, the two kids died there, and this is way later on at the title screen. Everything's dilapidated, and they were never found or anything like that. Right. That's and there are other things in the game that would kind of lead you to think that they did die, and that's what the flies represent. I know there's like flies associated with some of the dead bodies. There's a bunch of spots that use yeah. use the flies to denote death. Yeah. In, in many. And everybody does, I think. You know, flies are buzzing around something stinky. <laughs> I I I. Yeah. Does that make you? I, does that change how you feel about the the ending at all? Like, does that kind of does that make you um does it make you sad I, I, oh absolutely any any <laughs> you know and the more we talk about this and 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 what is life early, early disclaimer on you know content warnings for arachnophobia and possibly children there definitely is it definitely pulls at my heartstrings a little bit when when kids are involved and and that is a big a big part of it and as yeah. we've been talking about it i am seeing kind of some of that i just i still think maybe it was a little less subtle or a little, a little more subtle than than it for me to notice i guess right you know but it it i don't know it it was a little a little little less than than perfect as far as portraying the story in the gameplay the creator that who directed and conceptualized limbo was a little bit disappointed it, that it wasn't that people were able to become or were he was a little disappointed I guess that people were able to interpret what he meant by the game better than he expected he like felt like he should have left less clues really yeah so he definitely wanted it to be kind of up to interpretation but I guess I'm guessing something like the flies being on the ground maybe he wishes he didn't include that right well, Just, I mean, you know, you don't you, like you, that guy, do you? Hey, no. I and, and again, the game was great. I I would play it again. Maybe if I played again with with after, you know after this discussion, yeah. it it will change it a little bit. Because I, 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 mean, I said earlier, I played a second time. Yeah, through some of it, and I was noticing things that I missed before. So maybe the, maybe this is a a multi a multiple playthrough kind of game. Yeah, I it it's a short enough game. I think if you played through it quickly again, and you know what is there? 
I wonder if there's a, a challenge run or something, or maybe you get more of the story if you don't die. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up because I don't want to, you know, investigate <laughs> that. But I wonder if you don't die in the game or anything like that, if there's more information at the end of it. So that's the story of it, pretty much, right? Yeah. I mean, we got from the beginning to the end and then all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> I don't know how much more <laughs> we can say about the story of a game that doesn't have a story. So did you what did you like the game? Do you think it was worth playing? Do you, are you would you recommend it to other people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, this this game is fantastic. I mean, take the story if you take it for just what the game is, it's a good side scrolling puzzle right. platforming game. It is phenomenal. Yeah. It, you know, toss his headphones on, tell your kids to go play in the room for a bit. It it is it is such a fun game to play. I always try to look at any purchase for a game or entertainment in general at like I always take movie theaters into consideration the cost of a movie ticket no snacks involved just movie ticket is it are you going to get your money's worth for playing this game if you bought it full price and it's always very cheap on steam it's a dollar right now on steam oh it was four dollars full price on it's 10 bucks normally it was four dollars full price on mobile so I think yeah, for you get a couple hours out of it, it's it's gonna beat the movie theater test for me. And you get mm-hmm. to, you don't have to pay as much for snacks if you're playing. You could probably yeah, I think it was good. I, one thing I want to do, do you have any complaints about it? I know you you kind of s- spoke on the story element a lot. As we've been talking about the story, the one or, or for me lack thereof, what this is as we've been talking about it, what's what it's been reminding me of is this short animated film that I had found. Uh, scouring through YouTube late one night for, you know, God knows what reason. And there's this, uh, it's called Imaginary Friend, a short animated film. And it's it's about five minutes uh, about this little um, boy who gets an imaginary friend. And as you go through, you start questioning whether or not this imaginary friend is real or not. And then it kind of goes into, they end up, um, it ended up being like the spirit of a, uh, I think a little girl that had passed away and all that. So I, I, I recommend going and finding that it's on YouTube. It's five minutes, but as we've been talking about it, it's just in, in kind of like essence or in right. spirit rather, it's been, it's been reminding me of that short film. Okay. Um, so it's not, not going to line up perfectly of course, but it just kind of gives me that same feeling as we've been kind of talking about it. And then you asked if I had any complaints. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think for me, you know, the 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 story was in in how it was presented in the game was a little lacking for me. The okay, game itself, yeah. the gameplay was phenomenal. The puzzles were challenging but satisfying. Right. Gameplay length was really good, and. It's just an overall really atmospheric experience. If you if if you get the yeah. chance, you got to play it with the headphones. Dedicate some time to it. it. It was a real good time. Okay, I liked the game a lot too. I'm glad I I'm I'm glad I played it. I'm glad it was taken off of the backlog. I will say, if I can really, I liked the lack of story or the story element of it that you didn't have. You know, you weren't a big fan of. But I will say, I feel like when your game is closing out like you're getting to the end of it. I think the game lost like 90% of its charm. 
it lost 90% of its atmosphere. All the puzzles where there's like the anti-gravity and it just becomes giant gears and you're getting shocked and killed and stuff. I just think that the game, it, did, it had no atmosphere at that point. I don't know if that was su supposed to be part of the story and the interpretation, how it seemed like everything got larger or the scale of things got bigger, but it just, to me, it would have been cool to somehow tie it in a little bit more with the story because it really felt like generic. Yeah, it seemed like it went from a creepy survival game yeah. to a... Just strictly puzzles. To like a heightened panic yeah. in some bits. And, and panic from the idea of like trying to time stuff and make sure that you hit that right. key at the right time and, and time this jump with that that puzzle and all that. So it definitely went more... You, you As you progressed, it was harder to focus on the background and the things happening in the game that you might miss. So I, I will give that a bit. So uh, I, still, I still think overall it was good. Yeah, there was like nothing... I, I could be wrong, but there was nothing in the background to, to Not see really. at that point. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like it was just an empty background for most of it, probably. But that's my, that's me. That's what I thought of it. But it was a great game. It was, I really, I would recommend it. If if you want to play a game on mobile that's actually a game, I think it's it translated really well. I think it's a good game for that. If you're into it, if you want your thumbs to bleed. So, yeah. That's going to wrap it up for us today, guys. Next week, we're going to be talking about Stray. So tune in for that. Thanks, guys. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening. That wraps up our discussion for Limbo. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know with a thumbs up, a comment, or sharing with your friends and family. If you're able to do so, play along with us for the next game, which will be Stray. We'll post upcoming games to our social media and what games we're going to play at the end of each episode. This has been 321 Backlog by Alec L. and James T. Our show music is Liftoff by Amy Waters. You can find this song and more of their work at amywaters.bandcamp.com. You can connect with us on any of our social media pages or by sending us an email at 321backlog at gmail.com. Until next time, 